0: You're listening to the Randomized Agenda Podcast with RANDS. Quarantine. For most people, it's been more than a year now since the way we lived has changed when the spread of the COVID-19 virus had become a global pandemic. Now I hate to start this show off with this topic, but the situation we're in now is going to be remembered in the decades to come, well, as far as I think it is, and I do believe leaving a first-hand record of these events is important, especially with the recent developments here in the Philippines as of this recording. Now that being said, we are facing what yet another concerning situation when it comes to this virus. With a new variant, identified known as P.3, combined with government officials relaxing quarantine restrictions about a month ago, new cases have spiked, especially in Metro Manila, with numbers already close to 10,000 a day, setting the highest record in the entire duration of the pandemic in the country. Yikes. This forced officials to put back those restrictions on non-essential travel and activities yet again. When I first started working on this episode, actually, which was about uh, earlier in March this year, it does look like a hard lockdown similar to what was done when this all began was unlikely. Instead, what was proposed was a localized lockdown to try to push back the number of new infections in what they call a circuit breaker measure. Not surprisingly, a week later it didn't do much and as of this recording, we are heading back to that hard lockdown, starting with the enhanced community quarantine or ECQ being imposed again here in Metro Manila in its neighboring provinces. And take note, that is the highest uh, classification so far when it comes to quarantines here in the Philippines. And those areas, by the way, also has a new name. It's being called a bubble known as NCR Plus. And yeah, I know this uh, naming schemes are getting ridiculous. And you know, some do joke about it. And you know, and that's also quite, you know, you'll probably see in the title that I have also made a pun of this, uh, you know, or what, you know, whatever we call the situation that we're in now. But either way, anyways, you know, it's basically still a lockdown and with this second season of ECQ, it is actually a bit different from the first, wherein public transportation and movement is not yet fully restricted, but measures are definitely much more stricter and Curve ERs are now longer. And while in the past, you know, during uh, GCQ or general community quarantine, and that is the second to the lowest level of quarantine that we have wherein anyone can basically go out as long as that you are still following uh the minimum public health standards you know like wearing a mask and face shield that's not the case here with this acq because only authorized persons can essentially go out and it has to be for a essential reason which that can be you know grabbing uh, groceries, medicine, or you are going to work, uh, and you know. Speaking of work, that is if you are in an approved industry. And with that, it would seem that we are going back to situation from a year ago, when this all began. And yeah, it does look like that we took a step forward, and not only we took two steps back, but somehow we also fell into the dark hole. Some health experts would say that uh, we're now better equipped this time around with better knowledge of the virus and with vaccines on its way. But as it stands, healthcare resources are being stretched in yet again with reports of dedicated uh, COVID-19 uh, beds already being reported full in many hospitals. And this does mean that frontline workers are also have will also have to deal uh, with this increasing workloads and you know adding fuel to the fire some of non-essential people also reportedly jumping uh, the line which mind you puts us at risk of not being able to easily secure additional Uh, shipments of the Washington vaccine from WHO, because it specifically states that our frontline healthcare workers should be the one that's first in line, and anyone else, even government officials uh, should come second. As far as public reaction goes, it's been a mix of either it's because of the government's incompetence, that we are in this situation. And there's also some people still defending the government, and mostly putting the blame on the lack of discipline of many Filipinos. Now, if you ask me, uh, both can be contributing factors. You know, there, you know, there's in many things, in many events, there's always going to be not just one pure reason. So. Uh, you can't just really put one hundred percent of the blame on something, someone, or a group. And if you do say otherwise, that none of this is the government's fault, it's obvious then where your political loyalties still lie, even after all this. And I really, and I really don't want to turn this into a political political discussion at this point. Uh, some people can be turned off by that, you may be tempted to at this point, Uh, stick with me here and even some awareness is still important nowadays, you can't really shut this thing off, Um, sad to say. At the end of the day though, uh, these developments, you know, are really discouraging, even frustrating to some of you. Uh, Many of us were hoping that the year 2021 uh, would be where we would see the end of this dark times and in some places that's still gonna be the case you know you know in the u.s it does look like that's where it's trending now with uh some states already making their vaccines available to the general public it looks like but uh here uh basically whatever the situation is right now in developing countries is probably we would be experiencing either by around next year or even in 2023, um, as sad as that would be, you know, optimistically, hopefully by next year, we would see better developments. But again, at the end of the day, um, we're still going to be left behind here. And that's basically how, you know, it's, it's how the world works. Listening to the Randomized Agenda Podcast with Rans. Now, with that current situation out of the way, many of us had to make a lot of lifestyle changes when the pandemic began. It's been called the new normal, and it had certainly lived up to its name after more than a year. For some of you, some of that changes might be permanent, and would be remain even when there is no longer some deadly virus spreading worldwide. The most notable change would be how school and work activities have been done. Because we were encouraged to stay home, that home also had to become one's classroom or office. We can talk more about this change, especially when it comes to working at home another time, but basically this is where we have realized that a stable internet connection and possibly a backup connection is now an essential need in this new normal. Now, as of this recording, actually, my primary internet, which is a fiber connection, is currently out. And I have been back and forth with Globe for almost a week now. So I'm actually running on my backup internet, which is a prepaid Wi-Fi connection. It keeps me online, but now I have to monitor my data usage and it's not as reliable uh, compared to my main uh, network since uh, this relies on an LTE network, which ironically is also with GLOBE. So basically, uh, it, sometimes the connection drops or the internet connection slows down sometimes. And now because I've been out for a few days now, and almost approaching a week, I had to get another backup. Just in case GLOBE fails altogether because I now also have a prepaid Wi-Fi from PLDT which technically is on Smart's LTE network. I know 5G is pretty much being introduced and being rolled out but uh, there isn't any, you know, 5G is still limited to phones at this point. We haven't seen any uh, mobile hotspots or pocket Wi-Fis or prepaid Wi-Fis on the 5G network. That's probably still about two to three years out, most probably. While I'm spending more on internet, the longer I don't have my fiber uh, my fiber connection back online, it still does cost me more to go offline altogether and not being able to report to work at all, especially now that I have made the commitments to also be on shift during the upcoming holidays this Holy Week, so that means for for most Filipinos, uh, you know, the work week is only for three days, Monday to Wednesday. Support operations are a little bit more tricky, you know. You can't also go on a holiday while everyone else does. Uh, for some industries, the you might actually see more uh, support volume uh, when people are off from work or you know are you know or basically everyone's on a holiday. So that's pretty much a predicament. You know, the only upside to this, and, you know, this applies to everyone who works in customer service, is that this would be considered double pay. So there's it, that. But again, my internet's been out. So that's probably where the additional uh, money would go uh, if ever I do get paid to working on a holiday, which hopefully I will be still be able to do. And hopefully my internet holds up. Now, moving on, another adjustment that I also had to made is getting household supplies. I'm certainly one of those people who had to rely on delivery riders and online shopping to get this done, rather than taking any chances to go outside. For me, actually, I only had to do this when I do need some certain products that I've not been able to find online, which is actually more of a rare occurrence nowadays. Um, you know, when the f- during the first few months, there wasn't really a delivery you know a grocery delivery service set up Uh, there was honestly a few years back but you know they shut down Uh, but yeah going back you know I think I've only stepped out at least once in about three to four months on average and like I mentioned with more services now available online these days uh, grocery delivery included and some other products that You know, I wouldn't typically order from Lazada or Shopee, which includes snacks and other foodstuffs. Um, I've seen myself ordered more uh, from those, you know, when it's not really time sensitive. Uh, For the others, like fresh goods, you know, that's where grab comes in. But yeah, basically because uh, I haven't really gone out that much, I can't see why my physical well-being has taken a toll. I'm really still working on that, by the way. Um, I did made some investments, and I'll probably talk more about that next time as well. But the largest impact this pandemic has made on me specifically is not being able to travel and see friends and family. I had actually planned many times to move back to my home province, once I knew for certain I would be working remotely but the needed paperwork was quite a deterrent in proceeding up until very recently uh, when uh, when a travel authority was no longer required and that was announced in the last week of February and right now uh, I actually have a flight booking already now because of current situations once again well In the sense of, by the time you're listening to this, I would say, due to the ongoing circumstances as of the time, which is now we're on the final week of March and approaching the first week of April, you know, basically on Holy Week, I'm likely going to see that flight booking cancelled should the government decide to extend ECQ, which would be the likely scenarios that they're looking at as revealed by the latest uh, briefing this monday so probably there are more information by the time you get to this but uh, just wanted to let you guys know that's the information that i've gathered at this time you know at this very moment so with that uh, with everything that's been going on you know somehow i've kept myself sane with all the craziness that the start of this decade has brought so far. Um, you know, it's really easy that the last decade it's been mostly about uh, the pandemic, but there were a lot of other events that happened last year. But uh, aside from that, you know, I think what really helped was falling into the rabbit hole that is watching VTubers. Uh, The rise of VTuber popularity, uh, most notably Hollow Live, you know that's one of the major names out there right now, uh, can be mostly attributed to people having more time to watch stuff while staying home. My first contact with VTubers actually happened before the lockdowns, but like many others, the YouTube bots have blessed my feed with more recommendations, and that's pretty much the story behind that. Besides VTubers, the YouTube algorithm also introduced me to traditional music, such as Japanese City Pop, some more recent Vocaloid music, which I've been actually been trying to touch bass with again since 2019, so pretty much there's a lot of progress since then. So uh, with music in mind, if you ever get to see my Spotify library now, you'll pretty much get a mix of those songs. Along with hits from the 80s, 90s, and to and the 2010s, and wow, just calling it the 2010s as a decade is pretty much a thing now. Don't think much about it. We're getting old. (laughs) Uh, There was also a short period of time last year where I tested the waters in live streaming. Um, You know, I was able to make regular streams as I went through a Doki Doki Literature Mod called Doki Doki Blue Skies. It's basically an expanded and modified story from the original game. Um, let's see, another way to explain it is if Doki Doki Literature Club had been an actual visual novel, that would be Doki Doki Blue Skies. And I live stream it at the, around the same time when they first released it, so. But unfortunately, I really wasn't able to keep it up once I finished a story route from it, but I might actually consider picking it back up sometime this year, and probably live stream more with other games. Uh, definitely, I'll be looking into that. Speaking of playing games, though, I've started to notice that I've been really into simulations lately. I think you know it just dawned on me actually this month too. Because last week, I booted up Flight Simulator again, which has been a while. Uh, the first time that I've played Flight Sim was when it also first came out. The last time that I've played Flight Simulations, Flight Sims in general, was from Google Earth. You know, that was, I wouldn't say it's an easter egg, but it was one of the hidden features at the time and being able to do that again you know basically a flight sim where in the map is pretty much the entire world now that's been enhanced you know with more you know with the recent developments in technology of course with ai generating the terrain uh and for some areas in microsoft flight sim there's actual uh 3d realism in some cities i'm forgetting the actual term but again it it just blows my mind that uh, you you have now a game where, in uh, technically, it's considered also considered an open world, and that world is pretty much the entire world, this world, our own planet. So yeah, I started uh, playing Flight Sim again last week, and I was actually able to appreciate it more now that I've upgraded uh, my computer. I actually went from a Ryzen Zen-based APU, you know, for those of you in the know, it's a Ryzen 3 2200G to a Zen 3 Ryzen 5, which is the 5700X for me, actually. Is it a 5700? Let me just double check here. 5600. There we go. The Ryzen 5 5600. And that also means that's a two generation improvement for me. I definitely see the uh, difference there especially with the extra cores. Uh, Also, I've uh, been eyeing a GPU upgrade as well. You know, currently I am on the GTX 1660 Ti processors, which is also the same ones on RTX. So as it stands, it does hold up to most of the latest games just fine, you know, at 1080p. And that's fine for me because I have a 1080p monitor. I don't have 4K, so that fits. But down the line, I am also considering jumping to RTX, but with the way how prices are right now, you know, and that's mainly because of supply constraints, it's very likely that I would be jumping that ship probably next year at the earliest. So there's that. Anyways, aside from playing uh, Microsoft Flight Sim, I've also spent a lot of hours in Minecraft which is, you know, ironically, that's also a a Microsoft game. But uh, I've also played a bit of Derail Valley, which is currently in Early Access in Steam, also a simulator. You drive a train in that game. And it's also VR compatible, which also makes me consider getting a VR set. But that's something that is not really currently at the top of my list right now. VR might be a viable option for me once I move back to my home province because you can't really move around much here in this small apartment that i'm currently at right now so again that's another hesitation for me to go with vr at this time but yeah again it's mostly been simulator games for me not to mention you know i just bought a flight joystick for flight sim and i now also have a racing wheel on its way for driving simulations so You know, I might also get back into American Truck Simulator and even grab a copy of Euro Truck Simulator. Um, My wallet's gonna be in so much trouble this coming months. (laughs) But with that, that's basically how this community quarantine has been so far uh, for me. And again, I'm also just realizing at this point that it's probably because of this good quarantine that I've been drawn into simulation games. But there's that. You're listening to the Randomized Agenda podcast with Rands. As I look back and ahead with the current world events, I can see that I'm still one of the lucky ones. With the pandemic and other major events over the previous year, many people lost their jobs. I also somewhat lost mine, but was lucky to jump ship to a better career opportunity that I still enjoy to this day. Because of that, I know I'm in a better position to weather this storm compared to others and I also do what I can to give others a helping hand. This are still difficult times and everyone is doing what they can to survive. It looks like there are still some more hardships ahead and we need to hold our government officials accountable while at the same time doing our part to maintain the needed standards to prevent spreading the virus further. On that note, this has been the first randomized agenda. Thanks for reaching until the end, and well, let's see how I can maintain a workflow for the next show. For now, my name is Rance, and please stay safe. Oh, and support your local sellers, and be nice to your delivery drivers, please. And don't forget to also give a tip. Take care for now.